Hello there, and thank you for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 232 for Patch 5.4. Our topic for this episode is WoW Storage Wars. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Root, and I play a Goblin Warlock. And this is Freckleface, and I play a Goblin Hunter. We are a podcast covering the World of Warcraft universe. Coming up in episode number 232 of HearthCast, Why You Should Mind the Goats in WoW, and Amazon is Getting to the Gaming Business. Again. So, hey, Root. Hey, Freckleface. What's new with you this week? Well, you know, I did some raiding with a new raid team, and that went exceptionally well. I really, really, really enjoyed all of that. And then I did some crazy, I mean crazy, speed runs. Heroic Dungeons, right? Crazy. Crazy speed runs. Like, we get in there, and the tank said, don't loot, it'll only slow me down. <laughs> um, I'm like, okay. You and listened he, to that? Yeah, he was serious. We pulled everything to the boss. Everywhere. Did you loot afterwards? I did not go back to loot afterwards. So you skip loot. The loot window would pop up and you'd roll, you know, greed on it. Right, right, right. And just keep running. Okay, gotcha. I got a lot of stuff in mail. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so <laughs> that that was, and we we ran for like 30 minutes. We, we did 10, 10, 15 dungeons. I don't know how many we did. A lot. We just kept going and going and going and going and going and going. It was insane. I couldn't go anymore. I, I hit a lockout where I could not run any more dungeons. Whatever that is, I hit. And I couldn't do anymore. So, boom. You know, I did some playing around on the Black Market Auction House. We had a listener last week email in and mention that, that it was part of his rotation now to stop by the Black Market Auction House. Right. And so I said, well, I just, I'm going to look into that. And, like, you know, you see stuff on there. Like, there's a, a mount that was on there one week or one day or whatever it was. And it was a really good price for it. But you just bid on it. And you'd bid and get the money back because you got outbid. You can't buy out. Yeah, it, it's hard if you're not a big roller, which I'm not. Or not constantly on it. See, like, yeah. like the other day there was this uh, returned item or unclaimed item, and it could be one of anything. Right. And it was going for 5K, and I'm like, oh, I'll spend 5K on that. Well, then I got my 5K back, and it had gone to 10.5. Hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll spend 10,500 on something, but okay. 10,500, and that came back. Uh-huh. I'm like, I ain't, I ain't spending anymore. Yeah. I'd already, that was my limit. Because there's a good chance that it's just a, you know an uncommon pet that goes for like a thousand. Right. You know. And so at five k, I was okay. Right. At ten point five k, I was I was a little uncomfortable. Uh-huh. A, little a little uncomfortable. Nervous? Yeah. And then after that, I was like, no, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't playing that. I've been getting back into cooking, Freck. Cooking. Cooking. Oh. Uh, mainly for myself, like the mogu fish stew things that my warlock consumes and then i had this crazy idea that instead of me holding on to all the stacks and i'm cooking because getting this stuff i'm actually you know, fishing you know if it were uh, farming the stuff and killing the crocodiles and then you just get the you fish up the emperor uh yeah emperor salmon and then you just uh you get some some pepper off the the farm person uh vendor there which costs like one iron pot token when's the last time we got an iron pot token uh, last time, I remember to check Nami. Exactly. She, he, <laughs> yeah, he gives you one every time you check. So I have plenty of iron pot tokens because yeah. I do Nami every day. I forget about Nami. Yeah, I don't. That's where I get most of my food from. And <laughs> he's abandoned. <laughs> Poor Nami. <laughs> well, the issue was I was getting like a lot of nothing I could use off of Nami right. for a while. I was like, "Come on, dude. You know I don't eat this stuff." <laughs> and so I was like, "I need to make my own." And then so I was making my own. I was like, "You know what? Let me go check the auction. This stuff is crazy expensive on the auction house." So what I decided to do was make a bunch and then store it on the auction house for 48 hours. <laughs> if it sells, fantastic. If it doesn't, I'll get it back. It'll, right. You know, just in time for a raid night. So it's really cool. And it's been profitable. It's been selling. It's been good. I have a picture. It's not going to do I've posted it once on Twitter. I may post this updated one on Twitter. But you can see the chart there in our outline of my, my gold. And it looks good, right? Up until... 
that that huge drop off, that double drop off, and that's the auction house, the black market auction house drop off. <laughs> that was pretty scary. So even for me, but now what I want to do is go up to. Uh, I want to finish my rep grind, Emperor Sao How rep grind. All right. I want to finish that up. Get them out. Okay, there's them out. Okay, I didn't realize. When you're exhausted. So, oh, all right. Well, <laughs> we talked about this. Yeah, probably did. But I here's the thing: when I had to redo my UI, you know, mm-hmm. um, I put my rep UI like a like a tracker uh-huh. across the top of my screen. Okay. And now it's nagging me because it's not full. Is it sexy reputation? No, no, no. It just comes with uh, shadow unit frames. Oh, okay. And it's just like the normal like XP little bubbles, you know. Uh-huh. It's the same thing like that, except it's, you know, not full, and it's bugging me. It must be. You gotta fill up the bar. I do. I really all the bars. I, fill all the bars. I must fill all the bars. Frack. Yes. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I gotta get that done. It's nagging me. What about you? How's your week been in the world of Warcraft? I haven't played a whole lot of WoW. I mean, you know, a lot of Dendim and normal stuff. Slash Resortos. A couple of dungeon runs. Nothing too exciting. Uh, the last ring of uh, Hearthstone, the Naxx expansion, came out. So I did finish that up. I finished all the bosses on normal. I finished all the class challenges, so I have unlocked all the cards. So what I'm doing now is going back to the heroic bosses, which I talked you know, probably about when it first came out, how the heroic bosses was giving me fits. Right. They're just insanely difficult. Uh, the one I had gotten stuck on was my ex now, who every turn, for a zero cost, she puts two minions back in your hand. And that would just give me fits. You know, I couldn't get any control over the board and she's doing that. But I finally figured out how to do it. Um, Did you watch a YouTube video or? No, I talked to Sniper. Oh. Yeah. Well, there you go. And Your personal Hearthstone coach. Exactly. Exactly. We had him on last week. He knows his stuff. And he suggested a warrior because he hit them with the weapons, you know, focus on the weapons. Anyway, so I was able to use his tips and also uh, put my own flair into it. I was able to get that boss down. And then moved on to Noth, which is the fourth one. Got Nox and Heroic down. And now I'm on Hagar. The horrible? Done clean. Oh. Yeah. But I'm only going to do them in order. I'm not going to um, jump around and get all confused. I'm going to focus on one at a time. And that way, my decks don't get all torn up. Now, IRL, I dinged. Dinged the big 3-0. Congratulations. Thank you. I wasn't going to mention it because I didn't know. That's all right. Some people are sensitive. Right. I talked about it on Twitter. I was a little bit sensitive before it happened. I was kind of dreading turning 30 and kind of mourning not being in my 20s anymore. Right. But... It's fine. I mean, my my family came down. They consoled you. They consoled me. They really, they loved on me. My friends loved me. And I just, at the end of the day, I just felt just really overwhelmed with gratitude and feeling blessed and everything like that. Now, Sniper's wife, can we talk about this? We can. So, his wife made me a card. Now, she is a stamping up demonstrator. She often makes these elaborate cards for people as gifts. So, I was expecting a card. What I was not expecting was a card with my gnome rogue on it. Your new model. My new gnome rogue. Right, with the updated uh, wad model. Yes, and it is a pop-up card. I thought it was flat. Apparently, it's like a box when you open it up. Gnome in a box. It's a gnome in a box. And the sides had the alliance symbol, and it said, Happy birthday, freckle face. And when the beta first came out, I had actually posted a picture on uh, our Facebook page. I had photoshopped um, two different pictures together of the old model versus the new model of Gnome, just to see how mine changed. That drags to a difference for one particular character. And so apparently she had taken that image and saved it and cut it out and like made it into a card. So I have this like box box car this is heavy birthday freckle face and it's got my gnome on it i know it is adorable it is adorable like i need to tweet a better picture the picture i took of it at the restaurant where i had there's like 30 napkins or something behind it so <laughs> i need to, <laughs> to actually take something with good lighting because it was i it was, was so really impressed awesome. i was very yeah. impressed with that really really was that was the best card i've ever gotten in my life i think hands down yeah absolutely yeah trumped everything else so i will put pictures up of it and she does take custom orders so. i was about to ask that because i mean 
not that I want one for anybody else. I want one for me <laughs> <laughs> for here, the studio. I think it'd be cool to have a little pop-up root. Well, she does a bunch of different designs of the pop-up boxes. It doesn't have to be characters, but the character, I think, was a really cool twist for it. Well, it's funny is, uh, so she asked me about my character, and I'm like, yeah, mine's really evil. Yeah. We're showing her pictures of, of him with all his skulls. She goes, oh, oh. You have skulls all over your 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 outfit there. I was like, yeah, I got skulls on my here, I got skulls here. And she's like, oh. <laughs> and you're showing your app, and you're flipping to the emotes. You're like, see, cry isn't one of the it's emotes. Not, no, it is not an emote for a warlock. No, it is. It doesn't. We passed it. It, 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 it skips right it. over it. No, it doesn't. It does. It does. It skips right over it. If I were to be able to hold your phone and not skip over it, it, it that's what I was trying to do. No. And what happened? You tried to get it, and it crashed the app. It didn't crash the app. Your wife the called. App. Shh. Shh. <laughs> Don't mention that. <laughs> the app still crashed. Because <laughs> it's allowed armory and that's what it does. No. It does. Oh, well. It crashes very Fair well. <laughs> but, oh, it was just, it was such a great birthday. Great. I'm glad you yeah. had a happy 30th birthday. Thank you. So I'm happy you've come to terms with it. I, I'm I'm good. I'm glad to say I'm glad to hear you say you're not 29 again. No, and you know what? Old old school medieval times. I'd be like dead right now. <laughs> <laughs> that that is one way to look so. at it. <laughs> you know? Old school, you can almost get them out. <laughs> you get ten more levels. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. You you'd be dead. That's yeah. Got that going for you, Freck. <laughs> I'm alive. <laughs> All right, so, uh, Mrs. Freckleface, you're 30 now, so i got to call you Mrs. Freckleface. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm married, so you shouldn't call me that the whole time. Oh, that, so. That's true. Okay, so anyhow, you and I have a little business to talk about. Let's get down to business. Yeah, it's all serious now. You can tell because of the music. Mm-hmm. This is serious business music. It is serious business. We have a bet. Uh, it's up to $4 here. Uh-huh. Um, I have my dollar. I see your dollar there. It's a little crumply. Well. It's in my pocket. It's okay. Did you have a chance to run Kira this week? I did. How many times did you run it? Twice. And uh, Franco Face, did, did the mountain drop for you? Nope. Either time? Neither time. Huh. Well, Root, yes. did you have a chance to run Karazane this week? I did. How many times? Four times. Four times. And out of those four times, how many of those times did a mountain drop? None. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. So that makes the pot up to $6 now. <laughs> no. <laughs> That that is another record breaking uh, <laughs> treasure trove here uh, in the Excellence of Podcast Studios on the Hearth on Hearthcast uh, the Hearthcast. You I know, said it old man style. I am a little bit afraid that we set this precedent here we did. because every person I tell about our bet, they're like, you know, I've been running that since BC. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to get it. I'm telling you, what's going to happen? Yeah, it's going to it's six bucks now. Um, that's that's a large drink somewhere like starbucks in the movie theater or starbucks yeah 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 movie theater. it's getting up there though starbucks with the you get some change back though yeah six dollars it's <laughs> <laughs> pretty soon we have to hire uh armed security guards yeah that's just gonna happen yeah just to, to walk walk follow us around right because <laughs> we have these big money bags with us uh-huh. i think after a certain point though in all honesty we're just going to have to switch over to credit or something, you know, <laughs> virtual cash, because we can't keep that much cash just lying around. Yeah, but <laughs> as soon as somebody does win, if we uh, stick to credit, it's like, oh, I got them out, and you owe me $300. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> That's oh, going to be um, <laughs> yeah. You got a point. Okay. Um, so safety deposit box is <laughs> what we're going to have to do. <laughs> I'm going to go open a safety deposit. Just a piggy depo- bank. But th- someone can take the piggy bank. We'll hide it. We're making conspicuous. No, we're going to open up a safety deposit box for six bucks. Oh, okay. I'm going to walk in and go, I need a safety deposit dollar box, a box for these six dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Storage Wars in WoW. We've been talking about stuff in World of Warcraft recently and how to get some of it. 
The biggest problem with all that stuff is knowing where to put it. Storage space has always been an issue in WoW. Luckily, there are a few things we can do to help address our space issues. So some of those things are you could buy some bags in the auction house. You could get some bags from drops or NPCs. You could make some bags for yourself. You could use void storage. Create alts with more bags. Make a guild with guild bank tabs. Or kind of like a smorgasbord of other things you can do, which we'll cover here in a minute. If you're going to buy some bags in the auction house, you have some choices, uh, most of which are a little expensive. For patch 5.4, you can get the Illusionary Bag, which is a 26-slot bag, and it's going to go anywhere between 1.5 to 2,000 gold. There's the Ember Silk Bag, which is only two slots less at 24 slots, but it only goes for about three to 500 gold. Chiming in at 22 slots is the Glacial Bag, and it's going to go between 200 and 400 gold on the auction house. And then there's the Frostweave Bag, which is a 20 slot and goes for 150 to 200. Now, there are other bags on the auction house, some of which are specific to professions, which we're not going to cover in this uh, particular uh, episode. And there are also smaller size bags down to like one slot. There's like some one-slot bags. Oh, the penny pouch? Yeah, the, is that what it is? The penny yeah. pouch? So be careful. <laughs> look at the slots you're buying. Don't look at, oh, look at that bag. It's a great price. Maybe not. So look at look at the size of the slots, you know, the quantity of the slots, rather, that that bag has prior to purchasing it. Yeah, that's the one issue I have with the auction house is it does not have a sub-filter by bag slot. That's right. what I really need. Right. See all the 24 slot bags and compare prices that way. Or or order it. You could order it by name, but it'd be nice if you'd order by slot numbers. Yeah, but you have to know how many slots a thing has to look for by name. Yeah, I always get confused because you have to look at something and go, wow, okay, that, that's a herbalism. That means, well, if I don't herb, I can't put anything in except herbs. Yeah, and even if you do have that profession, you can't put anything else in there. Right. It's only herbs or and, whatever the profession bag right, is, which right. is why we're not really covering those in this episode right. because it kind of defeats the purpose. Now, if you don't want to go to the auction house and spend gold, which I can understand, you can get some bags off of drops from, or you can actually purchase them from some NPCs. If you go over, you can pick up the Korkron Supply Satchel. It's over in the Northern Barrens and the whole Korkron uh, deal that they had hit dailies over there for a while. This is a 24-slot bag that drops. It is dropped by any of the level 90 humanoid mobs, except for the commanders. So if you've got some gumption, you can go out there, you can fight them, you can solo them, or take some people with you, and you've got a pretty good chance of that bag dropping. However, it is unique. You can have one. You can get a 22-slot bag from the Lich King level raids. You can get a drop from the Obsidian Sanctum on 10 or 25-man, from Anixia's Lair on 10 or 25, or the Forge of Souls dungeon on Normal or Heroic. And all three of those are, are 22 slot bags, too. So, that's pretty cool. If you want to head over to Hellfire Citadel and fight Magtheridon, you can pick up the Pit Lord Satchel, the 20 slot bag there. Also in the Forge of Souls, which you talked about before, you can get the Papa's new bag. It's a 20 slot bag that drops off of Bronjum. Magister's Terrace, which you've heard Freck and I talk about a lot, running for her pets and running for her mounts. It drops a sun-touched satchel. It's a 20-slot bag. It can drop off of anybody in there. You only have one of those guys as well, and uh, it drops a lot. It's got a very low drop rate, but a lot of people in there, so it tends to drop almost every time I'm in there by somebody. And I can't loot it anymore, so it bothers me. So those are bags that you can get from drops, um, and remember those are unique, so you can't run these dungeons multiple times, get multiple bags. Once you equip one, you cannot pick up another. Even if that bag is put into your bank, you can't. It's unique across your character. Now the same thing goes with the bags you can get from quest rewards. They are unique. You can only use one. The easiest one to get that every tune who hits 90 or at least Pandaria level needs to get is the Grummel Pack. It is a 24-slot bag, and it is from a fairly easy quest called No Pack Left Behind that is over in Town Long Steeps. 
It starts with the quest traffic issues. It's the one where you're protecting the caravan. And you go through a couple of stages of the quest and then you, you get rewarded with this 24 slot bag. There is another 24 slot bag that is rewarded from a quest. The Hexlord's Fetish is the name of the quest that's over in Zulaman. And if you're going to do Zulaman, this is still not something you can easily solo at 90. So you want to take at least a couple of people in there with you. And that's the, uh, the Tattered Hexcloth bag. Now, if you don't want to be bothered with questing or killing and you want to go grab a bag, you can actually buy one or two, really. You can go talk to Harris Pilton and you can get the portable hole. It is a 24 slot bag. It'll set you back about 3,000 gold. You can also get her gigantic bag, which is a 22 slot bag, and that'll only set you back about 1.2k. Now, these bags are more expensive than the ones that you can get off the auction house, but at least the gigantic bag comes with an achievement. So you My have that. My bag is gigantic? Yes. Is that something she said or something? I don't know. Oh, okay. She just says that's <laughs> hot a lot. Oh, is that right? That's her catchphrase. Oh, I didn't know that. Back in the 90s. Back in the 90s? All right. <laughs> no, well. she's not that old. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Oh. Oh, too soon? No. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, you could always pick up the tailoring profession yourself and make your own bags. Now, I myself am not a tailor, so I don't have a lot to speak on it, but I have uh, spoken with a lot of people who are tailors, whether they're in guild or just friends. And one thing I've noticed is while you can make your own bags, sometimes gathering the material is kind of tedious, so bags do command a hefty price. But oftentimes, your guildmates expect, you know, a hefty little guild discount. Sometimes they'll bring in the materials and expect you to do that crafting for free. So just expect that if you're a tailor, that you're that will be demand, high demand for you to do that for your guild. And you should probably be able to accommodate them justly. But you can make some good gold in the auction house selling bags. Now, another way to free bag space is to use void storage. Void storage has a lot of restrictions on it, and it's really meant to be used um, a specific way. So it does come in handy, but you want to make sure that you're putting the right things in there. It holds 80 items. Unique items cannot be deposited. So I have a lot of trinkets that I've been saving because I'm hoping that they will turn the trinkets into just an item. Because I want to be able to use the effect, you know, like summon the tornado to fight with you or summon the wolvar to fight with mm. you and not have to have it take up a trinket slot because it's kind of noxious. Um, so I'm holding on to these trinkets hoping that they will be converted one day. But I cannot put these into void storage. Right. Because these are unique trinkets. So you have to be careful of that. The items must be fully repaired before they can be deposited or it will give you an error message. You cannot deposit items that are stackable. So you really can't put any trade goods in there, no cloth, no ore, no leather, nothing like that. Any equipment placed into the storage will lose all customizations, including enchants, gems, sockets, reforging, and creator tags on crafted items. Yeah, and the reason that is is because it's just a field in the database, and it takes the right. item ID and shoves it in there, and that's it. So on the back side, you lose all the customization. Another big setback is you have to pay 100 gold to unlock the void storage in the first place. So just even open it up the first time, you have to pay 100 gold. Mm. Also, each deposit and each withdrawal is 25 gold. So you put it in your void storage, it costs 25 gold. You need it out again, it takes 25 gold. But the good thing is, is that you do not have to take items out of void stores to use it for transmog. So if you have an item that you're solely using for transmog and you know you want to keep it, that's another key point because it does cost a deposit. Uh, you can put it in your void storage and not have to worry about it. Right, because at that point in time, if you want to transmog with it, you can open it up, the void storage window, and the transmog and do a little drop down for transmog. You only have to do that. It just shows up on your just shows up on your menu well even better yeah like i have all these robes from aq that i use in my mage all the robes are in void storage but when i go to the transmog window and it shows me all the options of the items i could transmog it includes things in my void storage oh sweet that's cool i yeah. like that idea feature whatever you want to call it there you go 
So you just want to be mindful that it is something that you want to hold on to because there's only 80 slots. So if you start stuffing the void storage with pieces that you aren't really attached to, and then you decide, you're like, ah, I want to free up some space. It's going to cost you money to free up that space. You just want to be careful about what you put in there. If spending a lot of money on void storage isn't your bag, <laughs> see what I did there? <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, you can always make an alt and then give them bags. Now, a case in point, a lot of people have bank alts. True. This is your little alt that hangs up by your bank, really close to your bank in the mailbox and in, in the auction house. And you send them stuff to put on the, up on the auction house and do your banking and do all that for you. I love bank alts. My bank alt's my mage because then I can also port around the different cities and buy stuff that are unique in those cities. And I send them stuff all the time. So you can do my banking, you can do all my stuff. And I always forget to upgrade his bags. Because I look at, my main's got all my bigger bags on it. I need to upgrade right. my bags on my bank alt so I have more space over there. Now, you have a, a unique uh, alt, or not unique, but a an interesting alt that you use, Rick. I do. I have a special tune that I created called All the BOAs. That's the name, right? That is the name. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That as soon as they enabled that um, all realm cross trading, whatever your account bound, like really means account bound and not just account bound for the server. As soon as they enabled that, um, I created a special tune. And of course, the plan is that she'll be obsolete in what, here in November? Because all the stuff that is uh, by an account will be put in a journal. You know, she's holding rep items, she's holding heirloom items, a bunch of stuff. But. Yeah, anything that I get, like the eggs that drop from Hulan, they give you right for the Cloud Serpents, the stuff that drops from the War Scouts or Warbringers, they give you rep and mail them over to her. I just sell all those. Oh, you do? Yeah. I guess I didn't realize they were tradable. They're not? They're sellable to the vendors. Oh, okay. 50 to like 70 gold, depending on the... Oh, true. I just figured like, yeah... Might as well hold on to him, you know. You never know. Well, it's nice, though. Now you got a big cash pile waiting for you. True. Because once Warlord said, you're not going to care about Rep and Pandaria. Well, here's a nice thing, too. Um, you know, I've been doing archaeology on my Gnome Rogue since archaeology came out. And that what? Cataclysm? Yes. And a lot of the items that were really popular in Cataclysm-level archaeology was account-bound items. And they're mostly like purple level 378 items. Like there's weapons, there's um, one cloth piece, there's the Queen Zara's dressing gown. But those were all account bound, so I had been keeping those in her bank. And then all of a sudden I was like, realized, I was like, oh, I don't have to keep those in her bank anymore. I can take all those out and send them to the tune specifically for account bound items. Right. So that was nice. That is cool. And that opens up a lot of T-Mog opportunities too. Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. Because you're really not going to bother to use a fancy weapon at level 85 anymore. It's just not really worth it. No. Nah. You, you go buy it so fast. People tend to wait till the end. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing you can do, you take one of your alts that you have, and you can make that alt its own guild master. You can go get your own guild started. Once you have your own guild started, you have your own guild bank. Now, your guild bank has eight purchasable guild tabs. Each of those guild tabs has 98 slots available. And you need no bags for those. However, each slot costs an increasing amount of gold. So your first tab is 100 gold. Not bad. 98 slots for 100 gold. Your next slot's going to cost you 250 gold. Your third is going to be 500. Your fourth is going to be 1,000. Then 2,500. 5,000 for the sixth. 10,000 for the seventh. And 20,000 for the eighth. For a combined total of 39,350 gold for 784 slots, which is just over 50 gold a slot. So, if you're inclined, what is it? It still costs a little bit of money to set up a guild, I believe. Um, it's not so much it costs money, it's just that you need for the people's signatures. Oh, your signatures, right. So you either need to have friends who want to help you set up or you have to bribe people. The other thing to keep in mind is since that character is not in your same guild, you lose the speedy mail perk. Yes. So you're talking about an hour or whatever if it you is. you want to mail. 
to mail stuff. And you also can't use the remote auction house to uh, put up auctions and things from the guild bank. Right. You'd have had to take it out of the guild bank and put it in your bag before you can put it up on the remote auction house. Right. Typically, when I talk to people who've done this, it that is like their deep freeze storage. Okay. That's stuff that they know they're going to want a key forever and ever, mm-hmm. and they just go ahead and put it in there. Now, we do have some uh, listener tips here and other tips that we have here for just dealing with the storage shortage that uh, Blizzard has. One of the first ones that is probably the most common one is use the mail system and mail your stuff to you or to an alt and wait for it to come back or show back up. You get 30 days of stuff floating around in the nether. Now, you have to be careful because it's either going to be deleted if you leave it in your mailbox too long, or it's going to come back to you in 30 days if you don't check your alt's mail. And it's kind of hard sometimes because you forget who you mailed it to if you got a lot of alts. Now, of course, a good counter to that is an add-on called Altaholic. Now, I've featured this before on a previous episode, but it will actually print a warning upon login if you have a tune that has mail that is about to expire. And you can actually, it will print the warning, and then you open up the add-on, and you'll see it'll be flashing in red. This tune has so many mails are about to be deleted. Because I've lost stuff that way. I've, I've sent it to um, a bank alt, and then I've forgotten, you know, I've gotten out of the habit of mailing stuff. And then in the meantime, the auctions that she won got deleted because I didn't check it in time. Ugh, that's horrible. Right. Altaholic will also let you view your bags and then their tunes. Bagnon does something similar. Bagnon, its advantage is that it's a better interface. You can see more clearly what the items are in in the bags. You can also search for different things. You can type in letters and it'll start filtering things out that don't match it. So Bagnon has a better interface for being able to see, but Bagnon is also limited to that server. Mm. You'd have to log on to a different server to see different tunes, whereas Altaholic will show you everything from all servers. That is actually pretty cool. I didn't know that. Now, a third add-on to keep your bags organized is Bank Stack. We've also Love talked it. about that. Love it. It's very simple. You just press a button and it will shuffle things around. It will it will make stacks if things are spread out, and it will sort things by rarity, putting your gray items at the bottom so that you can you know easily clean up your vendor trash, things like that. And it just saves a lot of time. You can always invest in the Tundra Mammoth or the Yak, so you don't have any kind of travel time if you want to sell things. So once you've sorted all your items with Bagnon, or Bank Stack rather, you summon your Mammoth or your Yak, you click on the vendor, and you sell them the grays. You, and there are also add-ons that will automatically sell your grays. Um, that's okay. Be careful with that because I've had some grays I didn't mean to sell and I've had to buy them back. <laughs> uh, so, you know, because I wanted to give them to Freck because I know she likes crazy grays. Yeah. And, um, that's why I don't use that. Yeah. So just be careful if you had those add-ons. But uh, the Yak and the Mammoth are fantastic. Those you see in raids a lot. People will pop those out because they got repair guy on them. And vendor guides, you can sell and buy and buy and sell stuff right there. So it's pretty good to have. And believe it or not, there are two different non-combat pets that can help with your bag space. There is the Argent Squire for Alliance and the Argent Gruntling for Horde. That is a non-combat pet that you can get from the Argent Tournament, if you want to go back and do that old content. Um, It can be summoned for three minutes, once every eight hours, and will function as a bank, a vendor, or a mailbox. Yeah, and I had actually forgotten about that. I've got them. Right. And just forgotten about them. Now, not to be confused with the guild page, which basically looks the same. They're both either a little human boy or a little orc boy. Um, I think they might be wearing different outfit or something like that. I think that. one carries the guild flag. Right. So the guild page can also only be summoned once every eight hours and is out for about three minutes. And what he does is gives you a vendor, a guild vendor, so you can... Uh, vendor your trash items or other things like that. And also, I guess if you needed to buy something from the guild vendor, but we're like human to sell stuff. Cool. Yeah, I always forget about those guys. Yeah. One of the reasons I forget about them is because I play a goblin. And as a goblin, you get the pack hobgoblin. Oh, so good. And you can summon him, I think it's once every hour. Right. 
And uh, he's up there for about three minutes. No, he's a minute. He's a minute? I was going to yeah. say, it seemed like a lot it's less. It's always fast. Yeah. yeah. He, half the time I'm late, he's like, bye. <laughs> like, no, come back. Uh, <laughs> he, I actually know what I do. As soon as I summon him, I take like two or three steps forward because he always he always appears out of range. Uh-huh. So as soon as I right, summon, I like right, take, right. I'll meet you halfway, buddy. Yeah. And you need the seconds. You do. You, you do. really do. Yeah. Now, again, if you use bank stack... And you go, okay, these are the things I'm transferring to my bank. It's very quick because you can summon him, do that, and then just, you know, you just click really fast right. and the stuff transfers to your bank. You don't have to look all over the place for it because right. it's all nice and orderly. Uh, I usually, on my rotation that I'm doing right now, I fill up a lot of bag space. When I get to a certain spot in it, I do my mammoth, I do my selling, I do all that. And then I summon my pack hobgoblin and I transfer all my uh, ore that I've gotten into my bank. Because if I don't, then my bags fill up, and it's sad. And no one likes a sad route. No, they don't. And we have mentioned before in other episodes that engineers have an item called Molly that they can create, and they can use, they can access your mailbox, they can put it down pretty much anywhere, and anybody of the same faction can use it. Yeah, I don't know if you have to be in the same party or not. No, But definitely the same faction. Yeah. Now, a trick that was submitted to us about running old dungeons, those tend to fill up your bags fast, especially if you're doing something that's BC or higher. That vendor trash is uh, kind of pricey. You feel kind of bad like just deleting that stuff if you get a bunch yeah. of it. It's one of the worst feelings that you have when your bags are full right. and something drops. Oh, you're like, drops. i got to get rid of something. Right. So you do need a lot of bag space when you're going into these dungeons because you have the vendor trash and then you have the drops from trash mobs and then you have, you know, the drops from the bosses. But if you get into a group before you go in and the person who's in the group with you does not actually have to go with you. So I'm sitting in the shrine. Right. Sitting and in the you're shrine. running something old. Right. Something old. So basically what happens when something drops instead of me just getting it, now I'm going to roll on it. But I'm nowhere near you, so I'm not eligible. So you're eligible. not going to roll, so it's just going to be me rolling against myself, so I'm going to win everything. But here's the thing, since I rolled on it, instead of giving it to me, when I win the roll, it will hold on to it. And once I'm out of the dungeon, maybe up to a few hours later, I'll get a mail and I'll say, this thing was uh, lost than ever, we think it's yours, and you'll get everything that you rolled on. Which, at the top of the show, when I talked about those speed runs... And I said, I got a lot of mail. That right, is exactly, exactly what was happening. Happen. Yeah. Yep. So you can actually use that system of getting the stuff mailed to you to, to run through. And if your uh, bags are full, you can still get a lot of the loot that drops from the instance. And I'm actually remembering uh, an, an instance or a thing that happened one time to me where I did roll on something and I was like way far away. I'm like, I didn't get it. Yeah. And like, you couldn't, I couldn't go back and like, don't worry, it'll, it'll show up in mail. Like, but I didn't get it. But you want to roll, it's fine, Root. Don't worry. Like, okay. <laughs> so that's a neat trick. I'm going to try that next time. So expect a, expect an invite. <laughs> be like, hey, Freck, what are you doing? Oh, nothing. I was thinking about watching something on Netflix. Like 30-something on Netflix. And I'll really? Be, yeah. And I'll, <laughs> I'll be like, hey, group with me and then go watch your, your, your old your old lady's video on Netflix and I'm going to go run a dungeon. I almost watched 13 going on 30. <laughs> <laughs> I like the new show, 30 Rock. I do love that show. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to say, like, I was trying to make a play on 3rd Rock from the Sun. I was going to say 30 Rock from the Sun. But then I got the 30 Rock and realized that was actually a yeah, show. It is actually a show. And every time I try to say 30 Rock, I say 30 Rock from the Sun. Oh, do you really? That's yeah. funny. Okay. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> now, folks, Blizzard understands that storage space is a issue. They know it's an issue. But it's an issue they think is quite acceptable in the game. It requires players to make decisions, and they like that. They have given us plenty of in-game options for our storage needs, and as you can see, a lot of players have come up with their own creative solutions to get more space. So what have you done? Share your creativeness with us. Send us a tweet or an email. You can tweet a show at HearthCast or send us an email at podcast at HearthCast.com. In gaming headlines this week... Amazon is reportedly buying Twitch for $1 billion. 
Twitch is the largest live streaming website in the United States by a wide margin, according to a report released this spring, and has expanded into non-gaming ventures like streaming concerts. Amazon has become aggressive about gaining a foothold in the video game industry, attracting talent like the designers of Portal and Far Cry and purchasing Killer Instinct developer Double Helix Games. Amazon has been steadily buying its way into the gaming world. As we mentioned in episode 205, Amazon bought Double Helix Games. They've got a set-top box, the Amazon Fire TV. They have some of the largest data centers in the world pushing a substantial amount of bandwidth. They've got one-click purchases. And they even have their own gaming division, which combines everything I just mentioned. Now, with the addition of Twitch, Amazon is poised to stream all that goodness right into our living room. I don't know if it will bring any changes to those who stream on Twitch, but it might be worth keeping an eye on just in case. This is exciting news to me. I was excited back in episode 205 when we mentioned that they bought Double Helix. And... I went over and I checked out games.amazon.com, and right now it's you know they're they're app games type things, but they're streaming those to the TV already to the uh-huh. to their Fire TV. This to me signals a maturity level that I've been waiting for. I talk to people in the office, younger people, obviously than me, because <laughs> I'm <laughs> old, and a lot of them get their entertainment at home, watching streams on Twitch. In fact, two of the guys in IT were having a conversation today about a StarCraft match that they both watched last night on Twitch. Amazing that that was, and I was sitting, this is amazing that this actually occurred. And that's when I shared with them that Amazon was buying. To them, it's great. It legitimizes even more what Twitch TV is doing. I see it as a big step forward in the entire streaming and gaming world. I do fear that there's going to be some copyright issues coming up even more so than they've had. However, Amazon is the perfect person to deal with those copyright issues. They've got, you know, closets full of copyright lawyers. Or maybe floors, not closets. It's just a good thing. Um, I can't wait. I've wanted this Amazon Fire TV. Now I want it even more. Assuming that there'll be streaming Twitch TV content right to, you know, because now I can put it on on my big HD TV instead of watching it on my computer. So I'm really looking forward to this. It's it's a huge move for them. So hopefully uh, Twitch will, like, maybe even carry BlizzCon. That'd be cool. Oh, that's awesome. It won't happen, but (laughs) (laughs) it'd be cool if it did. Now, can I make a semi-related point? You may make a semi-related point. Okay. So, you know how I have been upset about not being able to suppress chat bubbles when you're playing Hearthstone. Now, this is a big issue when people are streaming. Okay. Right. And it's actually been coming up. That has come up in matches before where people have told the other person what the other their opponent was had. had I'm not even cards. concerned about that. I'm talking about people I have friended who have my real name. Oh, on true. their friend list, right. I whisper them, and they're like, hey, I'm streaming. Well, great. Whoever's watching your stream just saw your saw real my name. name. Right. Um, that can actually be controlled now. Oh, nice. There's been a small fix that I don't know if it even got above the radar, but when you're in the Battle.net launch or even in uh, World of Warcraft, if you change your Battle.net status to busy, you will not get any whispers. Ooh. So if you are going to stream, specifically Hearthstone, you can stop those whispers from coming up on your screen. That's a fantastic tip. And what happens is, I've I've tested this out, is that if people have whispered you while you were busy, as soon as you set yourself to available, you will get everything that had been coming in. Oh, okay. So you won't miss things. It will just delay you getting them until you set your status as available again. And I just thought you were ignoring me. (laughs) <laughs> I guess you weren't. That's good, though. Right. So. Well, you know, and sometimes you might want to keep your launcher open. What? Who does that? I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I close mine as soon as I launch a game. Well, yeah, but anyway. Do you mean so, like when you're not playing? Yeah. Okay. Not playing. All right. Sometimes I do open, that. Yeah. But like sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm going to walk away for a few minutes. I don't. 
I don't necessarily want to shut it down and have to open it back up again, but I don't want to get any whispers right now. So, sure. No, yeah. yeah, and then you said, oh, I see what you're saying. So you leave your launcher open and you set right. yourself to busy in the launcher. So you right. Do, yeah, so that way dead guy doesn't fill up your chat screen with. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I get that, though. Because yeah. if I leave mine open, I come back and I have 50 messages from dead guy. I get it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All about the glods. It's, yeah, and it's like, dude, you just got married. Go. Go be off. <laughs> <laughs> so... No, that's good news. That is really good news. So, that yeah, there you go. There's your tip. There's your extra tip. If you're streaming, set yourself to busy. We're not all perfect. Slash facepalm. So, I'm out mining, you know, doing my mining thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm running around over there in a mountain in Valley Four Winds. You know, there's a lot of daily quests that happen there. You got to kill Right, yeah. Big... From the farm. Yeah. And, uh... So there, there, there's some, there's some mobs up there, you know. Yeah, yeah. But they're, they're not even ninety. No, right. And so there's like a, a rich trillium mine oh, vein. Yeah. I land. I'm like, you know, I have my 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 forger's gloves equipped because I want to mine quickly. And I made one of them little guys mad. Yeah. You know, he stepped on his grass. Yeah, I stepped on his grass. I made a tinky noise, and they don't mm-hmm. like the tinky noise, no, you don't. know. And so he attacked me. And I'm like. What are you doing? So I'm looking, I'm like, what's up? And instinctively, I drop rain of fire. Okay. I'm like, leave me alone, rain of fire. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's an AOE. Yes. Do you know there's goats on that side of the hill right there, I too, do right? know about the goats. And that little goat guy gets mad because I rain fire on him. Right. And he's coming up, I'm like, whatever, little goat, leave me alone, I'm trying to mine. Well... Little goat. Now, look, the other dude's dead. Like, two pieces of rain and fire hit him, he's mm-hmm. dead. Goat, on the other hand, is mad at me because they rained fire on him. Right. He didn't care about the tinky tinky. He cared about the fire. <laughs> and probably because I turned my back on him, made him even madder. Uh-huh. Now, Freckleface, uh, have you ever watched America's Funniest Home videos or any kind of funny videos? You mean pre-YouTube? Yeah, or even post YouTube oh, yeah. in any videos that include a goat in them. I have. With a person. Uh-huh. And what normally happens in those videos when the person turns their back on the goat? Mm, they get headbutted. They get headbutted, Freck, off the side of the mountain <laughs> to my death. <laughs> Stupid little goat. <laughs> Who I'm like, I don't care about you, little goat. Go ahead. Hit me all you want. And I turned my back on him. He had butted me off the mountain, Frank. Yeah. So I res, and I run back to my corpse, mm-hmm. and I, you know, who's now on the side, way down on the side of the mountain. So I run, and I jump all the way down the side of the mountain. No, I'm only halfway down the mountain. I see my corpse fly by as I'm falling to the bottom of the mountain. It's like, no, there I am. You know? <laughs> Now I'm at the bottom of the mountain. Right. So I have to return to the graveyard <laughs> and then jump off precisely where said little goat knocked me off <laughs> to land. And it was just a weird, awkward place and my corpse had landed. So I resurrected. Mm-hmm. Rebuffed, did all that. And I said, Mr. Goat, we have an appointment. So I fly back up. Well, there's a little problem. What's the problem? All them goats look alike. Okay. And I had some unfinished business with the little goat that knocked me off the uh, side. Right. So, since I couldn't remember exactly which goat killed me, I decided to extract my revenge on all the goats. Kill all the goats, of course. I had to just kill the parent goats. I killed the baby goats. Oh. I killed all the goats. And I slaughtered them like animals. I hate them. I had my Anakin moment on the side of that mountain, Frickle Face. <laughs> I completely turned to the dark side and killed every goat I could find. But you're already a warlock. How is that even a turn to the dark side? Darker side? <laughs> <laughs> I'd leave a goat alive on that mountainside. <laughs> I got them all, Frank. Did you feel better afterwards? I did. Yeah. <laughs> so I felt, and I skinned them. 
<laughs> All of them. <laughs> and I got more ore while I was up there, too. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Just, no, you know, word of the wise, just, mm-hmm. you know, they can headbutt. I got yeah. head, and I got yeah. headbutted by other ones, too, but I was wise then, and I had my mm-hmm. back towards a wall or towards a spot where I wasn't going to fall off the side of a mountain <laughs> that time. Yeah, I don't think they've actually killed me before. I've definitely been headbutted by them, but they've always only thrown me far enough that I've just hit a lower point in the mountain. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah, that that happened a couple more times as yeah. I was doing it, because you can't, you know, if you're not wait, you're not waiting for it, if you don't have a stun, then you're going right, to headbutt you. Right, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're 90 they don't care because no, <laughs> you know you look at them and you're like look dude i am 90 i have all this epic heroic gear i have killed garage and they're like ain't nobody got time for that and they headbutt you off the I island know. yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah i was uh, a little embarrassed but i was vindicated in the end that's good I'm the Godmother. You might remember me from such blogs as Alternative Chat and Azeroth in 5. And you, yes you, are listening to Hearthcast. Well folks, that brings us to the end of another episode of Hearthcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. We are looking forward to our next Orlando WoW meetup, which will be on September 12th at 6.30pm at Firkin and Kegler. We'll be upstairs in Firkin and Kegler. In the corner. We are also looking forward to our next contestant for HearthCast AOE. Anyone can play. We need about 20 minutes sometime between 6 and 9 p.m. Eastern Time Zone on any given Monday. It's the only trivia game where you don't have to be exactly right to win. If you do win against myself or Root, we'll award you with a code for a free year of Curse Premium. I'd like to give a special thank you and shout out to all of our friends and followers on Facebook and Twitter. And as we close the show, we want to thank all of you for listening. You can be part of next week's show by sending us your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Send an email to podcast at hearthcast.com. You can tweet me at hearthcastfreck or root at hearthcastroot. You can like our Facebook page or even send us a voice message on hearthcast.com using SpeakPipe. No registration or installation required. A big thank you to our friends over to Open Read for everything they do. You can find HearthCast on iTunes, Stitcher, or just drop our RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface for HearthCast.com. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.